This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I had to I had to learn about this subject in order to properly understand what the ramifications are. And what I'd like to speak about today is cryptocurrency on Shabbos. The halachas of cryptocurrency on Shabbos. So we see. What does cryptocurrency have to do with Shabbos? So I've had the opportunity to learn that there's a whole science and and uh, and and um, and different methods how to earn cryptocurrency and how to make money off cryptocurrency, and a lot of it happens on Shabbos. So a from yid wants to make a parnasa, and he says, "What better way of making a parnasa than digital money?" <laughs> so, how, what's going to be with Shabbos? So, let's discuss what cryptocurrency and Shabbos, what, what, is, what, what, what are the issues with cryptocurrency and Shabbos. And I want to thank my good friend, Rabbi Yosef Kushner Shlita from Lakewood, New Jersey, that worked on this Indian. And he, uh, he has many orders on this Indian that he actually printed in one, in one of his articles. And... Uh, and, uh, and uh, that's definitely one of the sources that I'm using today. Okay, so regarding cryptocurrency on shops, I want to also, friend, I, have a, I have a friend who, who, who educated me in these issues. He's, uh, he's involved in the cryptocurrency world, so I might not get everything right, but this is the way I understand things. There's mining cryptocurrency, there's staking, and then there's trading. Okay, so... What, let's, let's, let's discuss all three before we start discussing the issues. Mining cryptocurrency on Shabbos. Uh, mining cryptocurrency is the following. Bitcoin has 21 million available coins. And just like a person mine, mines for gold, which is money, he, there's a way how to mine Bitcoins. How do you mine Bitcoins? The, you have these powerful computers that take up a lot of energy, and so it's at a significant cost, which is why a lot of mining happens in, um, in, in, uh, in places where energy is cheaper, like Russia, Texas, uh, and uh, it, it costs money to mine. In other words, you have to have your computers running. Sometimes the computers break and you'd have to fix it also, and uh, the equipment costs money. And what these computers are running is that they're consistently trying to solve complicated algorithms that are going to create a uh, they are going to they are going to create a uh, uh, they're going to solve problems and when they solve problems you get a small percentage of the bitcoin so if you would have started doing this in 2014 uh, the mining would have been much more worth it because you're, you're making many more, many more bitcoins because they were more available. But now there's only 2 million bitcoins left. Out of 21 million, there's only 2 million left. So when you're mining bitcoins, you're not getting that much, but people are still doing it. But it, it's, not, it's not very profitable if you don't have cheap, um, cheap, uh, uh, cheap energy costs, from what I understand. And we'll see why that's relevant. And the, the, uh, so the, the process is, is that you let your computer run and it runs also on Shabbos. If, you know, you could shut it off, but you could let it run on Shabbos, and you'd be accumulating this Bitcoin. So, are you allowed to do that on Shabbos? That's number one. Number two, that's called the power of P O W, power of work. 
In other words, that's how you're getting Bitcoin. Then you have, then there's power of staking other companies, other cryptocurrencies, not necessarily Bitcoin, is that it's kind of like buying bonds. That you are, you are taking a certain, you're locking in a certain amount of these, uh, of this cryptocurrency. And after every couple days, and this we're going to discuss, after every couple days, you're going to get interest on it. And somebody texted me right before this year that it doesn't always happen every day. There are certain types of newer methods that it could happen every 10 minutes. And we're going to have to discuss that. That's a separate Shiloh. That I, these details are important. You'll see the Shiloh. And then the, and then the third thing is these trading bots, which basically you're trading on Shabbos and you're, uh, you're, you're, you have an automatic system that's trading. It's not you sitting in front of the computer. It trades for you. And, and you, you could accumulate money that way. Those are the three ways how a person could make money with cryptocurrency on Shabbos. So what are the potential issues? One of the issues, one of the issues of, of, uh, of, of cryptocurrency on, on, is, is the following on Shabbos, is that you are running a website on Shabbos. That's a, that's a big issue, which I'm actually not going to focus so much on today, but I'm just going to talk about it very bekitzer. Very big kisser, which is that when a person runs a website on Shabbos, there are shilas that if people are buying from his website, so they're making a Kenyan on Shabbos and, 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 and you're, you're giving them something on Shabbos because they're putting in their credit card, and there's all types of shilas that arise. As you are probably aware, the Minaga Elam, the vast majority of the Paiskim, say that it's fine to have a website open on Shabbos. There are those who are Machmir, and those of us in LA know that if around 3 o'clock in the afternoon today, you'll go on uh, B&H, Elec- uh, uh, B&H Electric uh, in, uh, in Manhattan, you'll see that it says, website is closed for the Sabbath. In other words, they can't see that in New York because it's Shabbos by them, so they never tried it out. But we could try it out. It's an advantage of living in LA. You'll see that the website is closed. That's a chumrah, and that's a very, uh, and there's a very, um, uh, a very praiseworthy chumrah that somebody who's going to say, I don't want to profit from anything on Shabbos, and there's makim in halacha to be machmer. But Mikra did, many can say that a passive Kenyan on Shabbos is allowed, there's a chuvah serbikiveger on it, and even if you're going to say that a passive Kenyan, you could be machmer, that's only when you're setting up a Kenyan to happen. But when the Kenyan will happen on its own, you don't know if it's going to happen or not, and it happens on its own, the Haskamas HaPois, given I would say the Minig HaMoyrim, definitely in America, is to be makal, to have websites open on Shabbos. And once again, that's not the subject we're going to be focusing on today, but if you're going to, if you're going to take on that Hanukkah, that, that premise that you're allowed to have a, a, a website functioning on Shabbos, so you're allowed to have your uh, mining bots, whatever you want to call it, your mining computers, uh, creating these algorithms on Shabbos, and if something happens, it, it happens. That that is one issue. That if you're going to allow websites, lechayra, you should allow these. Even though you could say maybe it's a little bit worse because you're setting it up to happen, but you don't know if it's going to happen or not. So it's it's not that you're creating a, a, a mechanism of a Kenyan now on Shabbos. The bigger issue that is going to be relevant to all of these three, to mining, to staking, and to trading, is going to be your profiting on Shabbos. You're, you're making money on Shabbos. And making money on Shabbos could be allowed, but it, it could be that it's also a shail of schar Shabbos. So let's discuss what the parameters of schar Shabbos are. And once we discuss the parameters of Schar Shabbos, we'll, we'll understand a little bit more how this applies to cryptocurrency. So the Gemara Bab tells us that 
you should then then a person um if you if you um if you hire a worker to to watch over something which there's no malach on Shabbos you have a babysitter in your house coming on Shabbos and they they watch your kids you're allowed but you're not allowed to pay them for Shabbos. People don't know this. Uh, we're going to have to ask the Rav what he does regarding child care groups. How do we pay child, child care workers on Shabbos? Because you have L'chaira, they're working on Shabbos and they're getting Schar Shabbos. They're getting Schar Shabbos. And Schar Shabbos is a, it's written, it's, it's brought in Halachas, in Shin in Shin Zion, that one is not allowed to work, permitted work, and get paid for Shabbos. It's not allowed to get paid for Shabbos. This is, uh, this is Allah psuka, unless it's done behavla, unless it's done in, in a way of, of absorbing the rest of the cost with weekday cost. And havla itself is not so simple how it works. Shlomo Miller says, by babysitters, the best, the best aitza to have, and this is what I tell in link the childcare uh, workers to do, is that they should have their expenses. For example, let's say they want to bring, they tell them to buy candies for the kids. And it'll cost them three dollars, and you and they give you the receipt, and they pay for it, and then you pay them back, and together with the expenses, you pay them with the rest of Shabbos. Others want to say, "Well, childcare is a big mitzvah." I, don't, I didn't grow up with childcare, so I don't really know how much of a big mitzvah it is or whatever. But I, I but it's going to be definitely uh, it's definitely a point of um, a point of contention whether it's enough of a mitzvah to be considered. Uh, to be considered schar, and it's not so pushy even if we matter schar Shabbos mishum mitzvah. That's also einareya simen bracha. So, so uh, that's just that's just digressing a little bit on the issue of what schar Shabbos is. But you're not allowed to earn. You're not allowed to have. You're not allowed to have. Um, uh, uh, you're not allowed to get paid for Shabbos itself. It has to be in a havla'a fashion. Otherwise, there's an iser of receiving uh, receiving uh, money. And or on Shabbos, the Magen Avram says, therefore, one is not allowed to have interest that he is getting from a heteriska, from an investment, from a bank account. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to accrue interest and keep that interest. Now, according to that, we'd have serious problems over here in cryptocurrency that you are you are accruing money on Shabbos. You're accruing money on Shabbos. That would happen by mining. That would happen by staking, and we'll see by by trading as well, maybe. That's the issue. That you are even a passive type of reward would also be a problem. Okay? And that would be an issue over here. The Orachim HaKadosh in his Sefer Chefetz Hashem, Maseches Shabbos, is Mechadish, the following Chiddush. This Chiddush is known in Eilam Yeshivas as Rabchaim Brisker's Chiddush, but the Orachim HaKadosh already wrote it a few hundred years beforehand. Which is, which is the following. It's written in the Gemara Maseches Shabbos Daf Yotes that there's an Isser on Friday not to be masker your Kalim to a Goy. Lo Yasker Adam Kalev Be'er Shabbos. The Re says that the Isser is because it's a Schar Shabbos, you're getting, you're getting money for what's going to happen on Shabbos. The Rif and the Rambam didn't bring down this halacha. It says, and the, the Shulchan Aruch as well. And says the Orachim HaKadosh, the reason is, is because Schar Shabbos is only applicable when a person is doing a malacha, he's working on Shabbos, could be malacha hamuteris, but there's, there's, there's work that's being done on Shabbos, and he's accruing money because of that work. But if it's something that's passive, 
there's no melacha being done, that would be allowed. Reb Chaim and Stencils in Simon Yud Beis says the same thing. This is why the Riff and the Rambam didn't bring this halacha of Loyasker Adam Be'er Shabbos because we hold that Shvisas Kalim is allowed like Beis Hillel. And, and since Shvisas Kalim is not considered a malacha, it's not considered Tzachar Shabbos. Since it's not considered a malacha, it's not considered Tzachar Shabbos. So one of the Talmidim of Reb Chaim, Reb Zalman Meltzer, has a letter brought down in the Sefer called Beis Yeruchim. It's, a, it's, it's not an easy Sefer to get. It's in the back of the Sefer, Beis Yeruchim, he has a michtav. And he says, based on this Reb Chaim, he also brings down the Shmuel that he heard from his Rebbe. He says, based on what I heard from my Rebbe, one would be allowed, one would understand the halacha, why you're allowed to pay a chazen for Yomim Neroim. And there's no issue of Schar Shabbos. Because the chazen is not doing a malacha, he's davening. He's doing, he's doing, he's davening. And when he's davening, then there is no real malacha that he's doing, and whatever he accrues is not an issue of Schar Shabbos. That's how Rabbi Zalman Meltzer explains the Shmuel he heard from his Rebbe. And he said, otherwise, if somebody finds a Metziah on Shabbos, if somebody finds a gold watch on Shabbos, in a place where there's an error, he puts it in his pocket, can't keep it, it's Schar Shabbos, says Rabbi Zalman, no, because there was no malacha done there. And therefore, according to, according to my Rebbe, Rabbi Chaim, there is no issue of accruing Schar Shabbos in this, in this, in this, in this manner. That's what Reb Chaim says, and the Reb Chaim Akadosh says the same, the same, uh, the same Ha'ar. Reb Shlomo Zalman says, based on this Reb Chaim, you'd be able to accrue interest on Shabbos. You'd be able to accrue interest on Shabbos. Now, the question is, is this Reb Chaim lehalacha or not? Rav Asher Weiss has a whole, uh, a whole ma'aracha that he wants to say, well, we know that Taisus says that Schar Shabbos is not because of, uh, j- just because you're accruing wor- for work that you did on Shabbos. Taisus says that it's because of Mekach Rashi. Rashi and Taisus say because Mekach Umemkar, and that's why Kalim they say it's Aser. So this Reb Chaim is not lehalacha. It's not Pashit to say Legamr Zalman. First of all, Mr. Zalman held that that's why you're allowed to pay Chazanim on Shabbos. That's why he wrote a Michtav that, that, that he held that that's why you're allowed to pay Chazanim on Shabbos. And Rabbi Shalom Zalman does contemplate and does toy with the fact to be Metzarfet La'alach. And it's definitely the Shita Sashulchan Aruch, according to Rabbi Chaim, the Arachim HaKadosh, that they didn't bring down the Isra Shvisas Kalim. The Ramad does bring, does bring the Shita Satoisis otherwise. But you can't be Matche'it La'alach Legamre. What's interesting is that, is that if you take a look in the Rambam, I didn't see too many people uh, bring this up, but, but I, if you take a look at the Rambam, the Rambam puts the Isser of Schar Shabbos, Legabe Isser Hanom in Melacha on Shabbos. The Rambam is in Perig Vav, and uh, in Perig in, in Vav, Alocha Chavdalid, the Rambam says the following. Peirus sheyatsu chutz l'tchum vechazru b'shoigeg yoichlu b'shabes shalinasu begufan ma'isev loynishdanu. So Peirus that went chutz l'tchum, then um, uh, then b'shoigeg you could eat them. B'meizid loyichlu mitzay shabes. And then in halacha chafei he brings the mission by the 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 gemara above mitzia of schar shabes. Hasarches apir lishmer sapar lishmer sadin loitin loy schar shal shabes lefikach. Ein achrayas Shabbos alav. Ve'im haya hasachir shchir Shabbos is shchir shana nice lechshchar v'sham lefikach achrayas Shabbos alav. This is halacha legabe 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 isurei hano, and it could be that the Rambam understood 
the way that Reb Chaim and the Or Chaim HaKadosh understood, which is that the Isser of Schar Shabbos is not an Isser Mekech Memkar. He didn't put it in Hilchus Mekech Memkar. He put it in Legabe when you're allowed to be Nene from something that was done on Shabbos. So on that, on that, the Rambam is telling you that, that if there was something that was done on Shabbos, that there was Malacha, you, you watched your field, you watched somebody's field on Shabbos, and you're getting minimum wage, that's an Isser of getting Hana from something that was done on Shabbos. And you shouldn't do Chachamim or Geyser because it's a, it's, it's, it's permitted work, but it's work that you're getting money for that already say don't get Hana. I don't have time to get into a Beis Yosef in, uh, in, in, uh, in Simon Reish Mem Hay where the Beis Yosef alludes to this Rambam as well that it might be an Isser Hana. Either way, according to the Issy side of Reb Chaim Brisker and according to the, and according to, uh, uh, to the Orachai Makodesh, uh, there's a Marshag that is Mashma that way also. Marshag was one of the great Gyoinim of pre-war Europe. He was a Talmud of the Maram Shik, and uh, he wrote a Sefer, Shailas Achuvas Marshag. Very, uh, very interesting, and Shailas that apply to modern day technology. He talked about vending machines. <laughs> You're allowed to have vending machines. And, and, and what's more relevant to our Shailas, we're going to see, he talked about a certain type of Draj machine, which was a machine that that specifically thrashed wheat and kernels, and it was an agricultural machine, and you rented out that machine for a lot of money. You rented out that machine for a lot of money, and, and apparently you're able, to, uh, you, you, you know, you, you're, you're able to make money from it. And he was asked on Shabbos, are you allowed to gain the, the, the profits? You're allowed to gain, and we're going to see this, the, the heterim that he give, you could apply to cryptocurrency as well. So, so the Marashag as well mentions betoich dvar of this yesoid. So there are poiskim that validate this yesoid. It's again the Magan Avram says not that way. Rabbi Moshe says based on this Magan Avram, you're going to have a problem accruing interest on Shabbos that has Yom Tov that follows. Because if it's just Shabbos on its own, you could say that you're getting paid interest from 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. And part of that 12 a.m. to 12 p.m., whether it's Friday or Shabbos, is the weekday. So you're getting the profits of the weekday together with Shabbos that's allowed. But if it's Shabbos and Yom Tov that follows... So where's the heter of those profits you're getting on, sh- on, on Saturday? Says Ramesh, then you'd have to take that money aside, try to calculate that interest, put it aside. It's, uh, it's, uh, that, that's the heart from Ramesh. But once again, according to Reb Chaim, according to Rechem HaKadosh, there's more room to be lenient. So especially for Sephardim, that if, the, if you're going to say that's a sheet of the Shulchan Aruch, there's more makim to be made. Either way. Now, now getting, back to, getting back to cryptocurrency, if you're going to learn this, uh, this heter of Reb Chaim, then you're gonna, you're, you'll be okay. Because even though you're accruing that interest on Shabbos, it's not a problem. So that's going to be for mining, that's going to be for staking, and that's going to be for trading. However, as I mentioned, it's not like the, it's not consistent with the Mogan Avram that you're, you're accruing interest. So according to that, it should be a problem. So there's two more heterim that we could apply over here regarding how you could make money from this, uh, from these, uh, uh, from these cryptocurrency methods of making money on Shabbos. Number one is the following. The Marashag writes regarding the machines. He goes back and forth, but he says, I think I have a heter. <laughs> he says, I think I found a heter. He says, let's think about it. This machine, this Draj machine, takes a lot of money to, to, uh, to run. It costs money. You have to oil it, and you have to maintain it. You have to buy it. You have payments in the bank on it. You have to you have to pay all that money. So that person is paying you a hundred dollars to use that machine on Shabbos. So thirty dollars is going towards maintaining the machine. 
That $30 is not Schar Shabbos. That's, 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 that's reimbursement. It's not Schar, it's reimbursement. So if that money's mutter, whatever comes afterwards is, uh, is, is just, it's just Schar. Noe de Behuda says something very similar, how there was a minig that they would pay the, peop- the people at the mikveh to use the mikveh on Shabbos. How is that not Schar Shabbos? That- the, mikveh, the person by the mikveh is making money on Shabbos. The answer is, is that, well, there's a lot of, there's, a lot of, there's the, there's burning the wood and there's the electric, you know, nowadays there's electricity costs and the water costs. So all of that, you're, 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 you're paying for that and the rest is of law. So the same thing by cryptocurrency. By mining, I didn't believe it, but, but it takes a lot of energy. As a matter of fact, somebody just told me that they, they have these machines now that they sell that mine cryptocurrency in water, like you dump it in water, and that way it's less heat and it's more energy efficient. Uh, so they tell that to the California state, that it's more, it's more energy efficient. You put it in your pool. I wouldn't recommend swimming together at the same time. <laughs> You're going to get fried. But, 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 but it seems to be that, 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 that it, it reduces energy costs. But it costs money. It costs money to, 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 to mine this cryptocurrency. And if it costs money... So you, so you're, 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 you're having a, you're having part of it go towards the costs. The rest could be havla, nivla into those costs. That's one hatter. That's one hatter. Now, what about, what about the next, the next uh, category? That's mining. What about power of, power of stake? P O S. Power of stake. You know these terms, right? So I, I don't. Proof. Oh, sorry. I embarrassed myself. Proof of stake. So what's proof of stake? That you're locking in, uh, we'll call it, the way I understand it, it's like bonds. It's similar to bonds. That you're taking, you're taking certain portion of the, you're buying certain rights to, to a certain portion of this cryptocurrency. It's not exactly buying it, but I guess it's you're locking it in. And every three days, it's accruing interest. So that, it's not a problem because if it's done every three days, it's half law. That there's no issue. So somebody, somebody that, as I mentioned, before, it just, before the shear, he texted to me that there are, there are newer types of proof of stakes that happen every 10 minutes and after 20, every 20 minutes. And that's more of a problem of interest. Then you're going to have to rely on Reb Chaim Brisker and on the, uh, and, and on the header of the Orachaim HaKadosh. L'chayra, you're going to have to, that's, that would be the only heter. So there's much more room to be machmir on that type of proof of staking. There's much more room to be machmir because it's, much, it's, a, much, uh, it's a much shakier uh, heter. Because as we mentioned, the Ogun Avram goes against it. Moshe doesn't go with this heter. If you could, you could set it up that that you don't go with the ten minutes. That's what's like. What's the small? What would be the smallest? Amount? The smallest amount is from if it's if it's going to be from Friday night to Motzei Shabbos. That's the only time you accrue interest, and you can't you can't have it from Friday afternoon or a few hours after Shabbos. That's a problem. If you can do a twenty-six hour period, you'll be okay. If you do a twenty-six hour period, you'll be okay. We have the rub over here. He'll pass in the shiles afterwards. I'm just speaking and learning. I'm just speaking and learning, and that's uh, that's actually a very uh, that, that 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 would be a that would be a helpful solution for sure for proof of stake. Now the third category, 
which is trading. Now, trading, I want to tell you something very interesting that I, I didn't know before this year. And then I, there's a Tehillah Ledavid. Tehillah David was one of the Talmidim of the Shulchan Aruch HaRav. And he's, uh, those who learn Hilchah Shabbos benefit a lot from the Sefer. He has, he has wonderful Chidushim. And he writes in Simon Reish Mem Dalit, Sif Yod Aleph, the following. It's written in the Halacha regarding a Yisrael that is a, a tax collector. They had tax collectors that they appointed for the community. And this tax collector would receive money. Uh, would receive, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He would receive sometimes food. And this food would come out sometimes chutz latchum. And, uh, and, and, and something that's coming out chutz latchum, if it's not mechusser, if it's not mechuber, and there's no chashash tzeda, l'chayrit should be allowed. It should be allowed to be eaten, but nevertheless it's forbidden because it's mimtzai chavzicha. Ask the Tehillah David. If the Yisrael mekabel dvar meichel b'meches, shaloyhu v'latchum, let's say he receives, he receives some type of meichel that comes in. Why isn't it a case, why isn't it an Isra of Schar Shabbos? And he writes, I had a lot of pain with this kasha. Why don't, a guy who's receiving uh, some uh, food to, have, to eat on Shabbos, why isn't that considered Schar Shabbos? And he says, you know, I thought of another halacha. In Simen Shinchav Gimel, it says that you're allowed to, um, to sell food on Shabbos as long as you get the money after Shabbos. There are some of these hotels that do that for, uh, for you know, that, that you, you walk in and you'll, you'll eat the meal in Florida and then you get, and then and after Shabbos you get the bill. So why isn't there a problem over here of Schar Shabbos? He says, I couldn't understand why there's a problem with Shabbos. So he says, Bal Korchach, he wants to be Mechadish. Schar Shabbos loy mikri elikashia, guf shel maskir, venoitel ba'ada peris. Schar Shabbos is when you are working for something and you're accruing Money because of your work or your money is accruing according to the Magen Avram. But when you're trading something, that's not called Schar Shabbos. You're giving something in return for something else. That's not called Schar Shabbos. That's called, that's called trading. So even though you're making money on the trading, I mean, that's what every trading is. You think that you're going to make money on it. That's not part of Schar Shabbos. Trading is not Schar Shabbos, says the Tehillah David. Based on this Tehillah David, you could also say that, uh, that, that, that having your trading bots that are trading on Shabbos that wouldn't be a problem. That would be much less of an issue. That would be much less of an issue. So let's, yes. So it's a passive Kenyan. This is the, uh, this is how we started. There's a passive Kenyan going on that your computer is running. And it's, it's not that you set up the Kenyan to happen. It might happen. It might not. If there's something good, it's gonna happen. You don't know which Kenyan you're doing exactly. So the Paiskim are going to, the Paiskim are going to tell you that it's just like having a website open on Shabbos. There's many who are Chaylikan Bikivegar that said, they say that a passive Kenyan is allowed. There's Makim to be Mekel. Now, in all of these instances, Toiv lehachmir. Now, where is it better to be machmirin? I would say the, be- the best thing to be machmirin is a power of staking that is happening for sure in a 24-hour window. But if somebody wants to be machmir on mining cryptocurrency or on trading cryptocurrency, tovayalav bracha. 
But if we're going to be matter uh, websites already, because of because of whatever cheshbonos we say by websites, pashas they apply to here as well. And mishum schar shabbos, we said mining won't have an issue of schar shabbos because besides the besides the orchem hakodesh, we also mentioned that there are expenses that are involved. And trade and and power of stake. There is much less issue if it's going to be done in an ahavla oifin, if it's going to be done in a way that it's uh, that it's for a tw- more than more than a twenty four hour period. If not there, there's room to be makel. And regarding trading, a person who I- who allows his computer to trade, we mentioned there's not going to be an issue of schar shabbos. If you want to be machmer that you're letting your website run on shabbos, once again on that tovayolav bracha. So that is an overview of cryptocurrency on shabbos. There it is. Any questions? Yes. If you call it an asset, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Our portfolios are always running. But Rav Moshe says that's not a problem because it's happening daily. It's from 12, 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. So you for sure have an absorption havla happening. What I mentioned is an extra, an extra sniff lahatir that it's tra- if, even if the trading will be done only on Shabbos, it's allowed based on this tehillah ledavid. Yeah. Are they able to manage your portfolio? But if they're making money for you, so the same you're making money on Shabbos from what they're doing. It doesn't matter if it's somewhere else, but you're making that money on Shabbos. It's getting into your bank account on Shabbos. Yeah. Right. So now, does it, does 26 hours now, does it shrink to only whatever, to 16 hours, or now does it grow to 36 hours? So you're saying the portfolio itself will sometimes only make money on your Shabbos, and you're a partner in it, I would think it's a problem. So that's, you have to be, you have to, you have to someone in the area, so you have to be yeah. Yeah, just just on, on that Indian, you went to digress a little. I'll digress on a, on an Indian. You know, there's a whole Shaila. Can you uh, can you um, let's say you're an Eretz and you really have to find something in America. So you want to call. Now it's not Shabbos for you, but you want to call California. It's Shabbos for them. But you're calling some rental car or something. So what's the chances it's going to be a, a Jew? You're calling somewhere in Texas. So Reb Shleim Zalman said it's Aser. In the Koyal we're learning right now the 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 sugis of Kavua and called it Parish and Kavua. So Rabbi Shem said, there's Jews that live in America, they're Kavua, you might call a Jew and it's Aser. One guy heard the Pesach, he says, nah, it can't be. He called, 
And he's like, he called like some random place in uh, Al- Alhambra or wherever it is. And, and, and the guy says, yeah, I'd like to rent the car. And Shalom, okay, no problem. You know where you come from? He said, oh, Israel, Shalom Aleichem, Ashlomcha. <laughs> you know, don't start with Rav Shlomo Zalman. <laughs> All right. Okay, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, have a wonderful day. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.